Grace to you in peace from God our Father, for he sent his one and only Son from all eternity as promised for us in Jesus Christ. Amen. So last night I referred to the 1968 Apollo 8 broadcast many heard on that Christmas Eve. They read from Genesis chapter 1, which seemed fitting for outer space. Later, though, in 2008, that was a pretty hectic year to begin with, but there was a 40th anniversary celebration with those astronauts, and a bit more was made known over why they chose that text. One astronaut, Lavelle, noted these words. The first ten verses of Genesis is the foundation of many of the world's religions, not just the Christian religion. There are more people in other religions than the Christian religion around the world. And so this would be appropriate to that. And so that's how it came to pass. You might punt on Christmas Eve for a broad idea of God in Genesis not to rile up the world back in those times or even in our times today. And yet, though, on this Christmas Day, the child born of Mary has something to say about it. The gospel according to John is no simple nativity scene like Luke. What seems deep or perplexing to hear on Christmas Day, and many people kind of wonder, that's not the homey story I'm used to, but it's extremely important. It takes us to the article of faith about the divinity of Christ. Universalism wants to make God vague. But watering down Jesus is not good either. And so, for instance, a 2020 study, so when we were all struggling through stuff last year, a study was done, and it shows most Americans, 80%, agree Jesus Christ is the Son of God, the Father. But only 41% say God's Son existed before Jesus was born in Bethlehem according to LifeWay research. Since man cannot know God rightly, Christmas proclaims God has rightly come in all his fullness in Jesus Christ. Now, creation, you know quite well, you've heard it many times and believe it fully that you know, God, by his will, created all that there is. But of course, we know it all came through the Word of God. In the beginning, as John states, back to Genesis, before the birth of Jesus came the big fact of God creating by His Word long ago. His Word is not like our Word. His Word is always active, and it does what it says. And so to say that He was in the beginning with God means the Word was no mere extension of God's will. It wasn't like a, a sub thing to God, all right, or like a sidekick. The Word was in a distinct relationship as God with God, both eternal before creation. Christ is the eternal Word who, before being born of Mary, brought forth all of creation, 
And so as much as we want to keep God vague, it makes us feel comfortable in these, this idea, especially in our country, the bigger power of the word shares an intimacy with creation. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And so Christmas leads us, it begs us to see how that baby Jesus in a manger is comfortable in his creation as the word. He made it all. And so he's okay with coming in the flesh. Hebrews said today, He is the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of His nature, and He upholds the universe by the word of His power. And so in the cradle, all of creation was still held together because of Christ. God's Son, the word, was active, though, in that manger. For Christmas celebrates the true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. Christ was the life and light before his birth, but God became man. And so Jesus, unlike any other man, has swallowed up all darkness. And so with him there's always light. He suffered and died, but the word would prevail. This was no kind of chance. God becomes man, and so all would be conquered for man. He would prevail over his own humanity to the glory of the Father and out of love for sinful humanity. So what was in the beginning remains forever, for the word is the life and light. Luther says it this way, he shines at all times in all creatures in the Holy Scriptures, through his saints, prophets, and ministers, in his word and works, and he has never ceased to shine, but in whatever place he has shown, there was great darkness, and the darkness apprehended him not. Creation and salvation held together by God in a manger proclaims good news before a world of hostility and shifting scenes of life. And so, for instance, in Russia, I came across from the Lutheran Heritage Foundation who makes all these publications, hundreds of different languages, but they shared one uh, recent one that in Russia, a uh, public celebration of Christmas only began in 1991. Until then, they note, Christians celebrated as one would celebrate a birthday party. Only celebrations. Not so much secretly, but not really publicly. And so the point of it is, is that the light will always shine. It may end up going right into the homes and maybe even becoming, in a sense, underground. But it does have something when the light does shine in the public. As the word became flesh, God has come rightly in that fullness of Jesus Christ. And so fullness is more than that childlike thing. Maybe grandchildren or you said when you were a kid or your own kids have said, I wish every day could be Christmas because everything just seems great. All the great food, all the gifts, all the getting together. That's true. It's a little vision of heaven. Such giving and celebrating, though, is already here. 
but how we receive the fullness of God dwelling joyfully for us in Jesus all our days. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. To believe in his name is the fact how Jesus bears God's holy name from the Old Testament, Yahweh. And to believe in that name in full as the Son of the Father. Instead of great effort on our part, this right to be children is the freedom God's Spirit works of faith for any to hear and trust Jesus. And so Jesus Christ is God's fullness come to know God rightly through the word made flesh. No one has ever seen God. So we can stop wondering about him. We can give up our attempts and philosophizing and all the things we want to try to do. The only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. Jesus reveals the holy Trinity, hidden in the Old Testament, but known now by His grace and truth. Christmas is of the only one God, the Trinitarian God, and none other. It is from the Father, through His Son, in the Holy Spirit, that God's great gift of Christmas is joy sufficient with love to save sinners. And since God dwells with us, the glory of Christ is now by his word and sacraments to forgive, save, and make merry everlasting life from him. And so when we want to say, I wish every day could be like Christmas, I'm glad you've come today. Because every day is Christmas. You've been singing it every Sunday or any time we come together around the Lord's Supper. We sing, we, we sing the Gloria with the angels in the birth of Christ, who brings now all the company of heaven and all his good gifts, a celebration, the gift of eternal life, the joyous of all the family of heaven who have died in that same Lord who is Savior. If the child born of Mary is anything less than God from eternity, pack up Christmas and just go home, Christians. No generic God can shine for this dark world of sin and death. It's any difference if the Son of the Father had no existence before Bethlehem. Instead, have yourself a very merry and blessed Christmas because God has rightly come to us in Jesus Christ in the fullest life and light to all he brings. And faith in him means God is for us and you in every way. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, we continue.